This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, sports card legend, C. Blez. It's a pretty lucrative industry from what I've heard. Who's your GOAT, NBA? My GOAT is not Jordan. It's, Whoa. It's LeBron. For me, it's just I got to see it with my own two eyes. Mm. I'm 27. I didn't really see Jordan in his prime. And I just don't know how you could be better than LeBron. Welcome back to the show, guys. Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly, here with an awesome guest today, sports card legend, C. Blez. What's going on? I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Sean. I'm excited for today. Man, I can't wait to dive into sports cards. It's a pretty lucrative industry from what I've heard. The hobby, there's there's a lot of money to be made in the hobby, if you know what you're doing, of course. And I, I think it's the most fun industry in the world. Yeah. I love sports cards. I love everything about it. Yeah, you get to open up packs of sports cards all day and make money doing it. Yeah, it's honestly, I've been doing sports cards my whole life and it's a family thing. My brothers have been in it and we're kind of just living out what we did as kids, as mm. adults. And you can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. What was that breaking point for you where you decided this is a business? Like, how did you make that first million? So honestly, I was my brother started a breaking company called Blaze Sports Cards in 2016. I was still in college. I was in Penn's. I was in Penn State mm -hmm. and I was always in the hobby. They were always in the hobby and the industry wasn't that hot back in 2016. It's not like it is today, but we were growing a little bit as the months went on. And I just knew that I was always going to come right in, even if the business wasn't like so big like it is today. Mm -hmm. We were small at the time, but I knew that I could provide good value to the company just because I've been in sports cards my whole life. Mm. So I didn't even like look for jobs, really. Hmm. I kind of knew that I was going to go into cards. And yeah, I just once 2017 hit, they actually moved the business from New York to Vegas. I came out here and I just pretty much I've been working with my brothers the whole the whole time. It's been like seven years and we've been growing ever, ever since. And if you ask how I made my first million back in 2017, 2018, all the cards were so underpriced mm. because you look at it, the hype wasn't there. Gary V, he was talking about cards. He was he was bringing the hype with them. Yeah. So pretty much in 2017, 2018, 2019, I bought as many cards as I possibly could. It was a quantity game. Mm. I wasn't really looking at the high end stuff. I was looking to buy like Prism base cards, grade them. I would buy the cards for like anywhere from ten to twenty five bucks, grade them for ten. And then try to sell them for, let's say, like 70, 80. Wow. But the thing was, the industry was peaking every day. So the cards were actually going up. Mm. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... 
That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So basically, it's like, oh, I was going to sell them for 70 80 and then I was getting the cards back, and all of a sudden, they're worth 250 And then a week later, all of a sudden, they're worth 350 And it just kept on going and going and going. So I kind of, I didn't know this was going to happen, but I kind of had a good feeling that a lot of people were going to come into the industry. So I, I bought as many cards as I could, specifically Luka Doncic, mm. because he was the third pick. He came in and a lot of people didn't know much about him because he was in Europe. Yeah. But he was, he was the MVP of the league. And I had a hunch that he was going to be maybe not as good as he is now, but I thought he was going to be one of the best players in the league. Mm. So I bought all the Luka cards I could. I graded them all. And honestly, I made millions with, with Luka Doncic by himself. Jeez. Because if you had the right cards, they went up 30x in, in like about a year. Mm. It wasn't that long of a time frame. So I, all the Luka cards, I bought them, and I did a quantity game, as many as I could, and I made a few million just in Luka Doncic. So you bought them before he even played a single game? I mean, if you remember his rookie year, he wasn't that great. He was like, he wasn't what he is today. I bought them like throughout the rookie year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And he went off his second year, right? His second year, he came out of the gate averaging like 30, 10, and 10. Yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. And it was like right out of the gate. Yeah. And, and everyone was just going crazy about him. And he also, like, as he played well, the industry kept getting more hype because we don't see young players play that well like so often. Right. And he kind of started the trend and now a lot of young players are superstars at a young age. But he was like fueling the hobby to mm. get bigger. So how much does a major sporting event, like if you win the championship, affect the price of sports cards? It used to be massive, but now everyone thinks if you win a championship, it's going to go up. Mm -hmm. So it actually goes down now. Really? Yeah, it's insane. Oh, wow. It, it basically, it's all supply and demand just with anything in life. It's like when, the, when they win the championship in the modern day, like today, everyone's thinking, oh, I want to sell him when he wins the championship. But that you actually want to sell him a month before when the hype's at peak mm. because that's when people are buying to speculate if they will win the championship or not. Mm -hmm. Once they actually win no one's selling i mean no one's buying at that time because they think he's hot everyone's selling and then it makes the market go down wow that's interesting but two three years ago no one like they didn't really know if it like the public didn't know if they win or what happens what makes the car goes up so it actually did go up like two three years ago but now it's going to flip-flop again mm -hmm. winning championships in two three years will probably make your card values go up once everyone thinks it doesn't but right now they think it does, so it's actually bad. Interesting. Now you did 50 mil last year. Your business has done $100 million in sales in the past three years. Can you explain your business model for people that don't know what sports breaking is? So we, we take a, a box, let's say Prism, Topps Chrome, and we sell it in a different way where we, we divide it up by the team. Mm -hmm. So every league pretty much has 30 teams. So we'll price each team, let's say it's, it's baseball, the Yankees will be 100, the Angels will be 50, depending on what you could get out of that specific box. Mm. So basically 30 people are pooling their money together to get whatever comes out of the box. And then usually there's like 100 or 200 cards in a box. Whatever team comes out, we take the cards, we divide it up, who bought each team, we ship them out, and then the customer's free to do whatever they want from there. Mm. 
And what's the most expensive card you've pulled on stream? Honestly, a lot of the times we pull cards and then they go up tremendously over time mm -hmm. because a lot of this business is driven off rookies. And when you pull a big rookie card, it's their first year. So mm -hmm. usually it's like you got to wait until they become superstars. But I pulled a Kobe Logo Man card from the last time he was ever in the highest end product called Flawless. It was a 101 Logo Man autograph. I pulled it in 2018. And the guy sold it for 50000 at the time. And it's probably worth like two, three million today. What? Yeah. One card is worth two million? Yeah. It's an, and it's a modern card. A lot of the times you see cards selling for five million, it's like from the 50s, the 40s, the old baseball stuff. Yeah. It's rare you see like a card from like 2019 going for millions. Wait, there's cards that sell for over five million, you said? Yes. A Mickey Mantle, not even a PSA 10. It was an SGC 9. Yeah. I think it just sold for like 12.5 million. Holy crap. So people got to look through their, their attics and find those yeah. old cards. That's the thing. A lot of the cards were like thrown away, but that's actually why the cards are worth so much because the supply is low. But if you're out there at home and thinking, oh, I might have some cards, it's definitely worth it to look through your stuff and see what you have because you might have something you don't know is worth it. Yeah. Bro, every time I see those those Pokemon card prices, I, I get so mad. <laughs> I used to have all those cards, those Charizards and stuff. You had first edition? I might have. I don't know. That's I, like where the real money is. Right. I definitely had the holographic Charizard and Bulbasaur or whatever, all those cards. <laughs> and they're like a over 100 Gs now. Pokemon's, it's massive now. Yeah. It's come up a lot in the last couple of years. So what's the most expensive card you personally have owned? For me, the most expensive card I've owned, I, I flipped a card for like a 40K profit. It, wow. was, it was a Luca 101 rookie card from Mosaic. But honestly, like, I think I lost a lot because I bought the card for 20,000. I mm. sold it for like 69,000 after fees I made 40. But this was like in 2020 mm. and Luca wasn't what he was like today obviously. So I honestly think I could have sold the card for like 2 2 or 300,000, but I sold it for 70, which I'm happy with obviously. But sometimes you got to look at like opportunity costs. It's like if I held on to the card for another year, I probably would have made another fifty to a hundred thousand. Mm. So I didn't actually technically lose money, but I didn't make as much as I could have. Wow. Now I know you're one of the biggest sports card companies in the world. What impact has social media had on your business? Social media is massive. It's massive. If you look at a lot of people in cards, social media is something that they didn't really do four or five years ago. Mm. The industry was was dead with social. So to me, that means there's so much opportunity. And I've been doing a lot of social media stuff since 2017, 2018. And it's been amazing. You mm. pick up customers, you just get, you stay relevant. Right. Staying relevant is the most important thing, especially in the modern day, because if you don't do it, someone else will. And then you're gonna lose market cap on those people because you post every day on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. People want to see that stuff. They want to be engaged. It's not just, it, it's, it's about the stories, the drama. People love that stuff. Mm. They don't just want to see the cards being open. They want the stories that go with it. Nice. I noticed a few years ago when I was in the space, there seemed to be a divide with the older people and the people using social media. Is there still a divide? Yeah, there definitely is. They don't like it, right? They don't like the way the new industry is heading. They, the older people, 
I mean, I'm an old school guy at heart. I'm, I'm young, but I align with, with the. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Young people and the old people, because I've been in the hobby for 20 years. Yeah. But the old people, they don't, they don't like the brash, loud. They, they just don't understand social media as much, I would say. And they think that it's like kids running around and it's bad for the hobby and all this stuff but it's actually good mm. because you want any when you're getting more eyeballs on something they might not buy today but you're in their head and then eventually it's like they're going to make a purchase with you and then if they like the experience they're going to stay with you mm. and a lot of that's driven through social media yeah i remember when the jordan documentary came out his card skyrocketed and that was through social media basically exactly it's like card shows too like the nationals coming up card shows people want to see hype on social media or else they're probably they're less likely to go mm. it, it's the same thing with anything in life it's like the content is i wouldn't say it's the most important thing but it's definitely up there in terms of the most important yeah so what goes down at these card shows because i see them in vegas and in, in atlantic city i think yeah last year was atlantic city yeah like what actually goes down it depends on the show but a lot of the time there's just a ton of deal making it's, mm. it's like if you want to go into a show and spend 50, 100,000 and just buy a ton of stuff, you can easily. Wow. But a lot of people are buying them to make products themselves. When you were in, I don't think a lot of people were doing repack products. No. They'll buy a ton of singles, they'll package it up and sell it on their channel, mm. just like the singles. But that's what a lot of people are doing at shows. They're going to buy those cards. And then a lot of the shows is just hanging out with people that like are in the hobby, like your friends, you just want to hang out, yeah. like the national coming up. I'm just, I'm not going to do that many deals. I'm going to mostly just like hang out. There's business meetings because everyone's going to be there. That's like on the business side of it. Mm. So yeah, I mean the show, the Mint Collective, that's one of the biggest they have it. It's in Vegas here. That one's like the national. It's more about like meeting people, mm -hmm. networking, stuff like that. It's just, you could, you could kind of make the show whatever experience you want, depending on, on what you're, in the mood to do yeah like recently i haven't been doing much like flipping because it's become more difficult mm -hmm. i'm more holding so it's like there's less reason for me to go to a show right now because i'm not flipping as much i'm more just like holding stuff right um now i've been scammed before in the card space so i'm curious if you've been scammed because i know it's like a small world and you have a good name so i'm wondering if anyone's dumb enough to have tried to scam you i've definitely been scammed a bunch the thing with me is in 2018, 2019, I was buying so much quantity that I didn't even know if I got scammed. <laughs> like I could have been scammed like 20, 30 times. But like, you know, when you buy a card on eBay, it's like you check to see who it came from. Yeah, you yeah, leave yeah. feedback, all this stuff. I would buy, open all my mail and not even like check. It's like, <laughs> oh, I bought 50 cards. I might have bought like 70 cards, but like I don't even know I got scammed because I just... It was like whatever I had, I was just wrong. Cause I knew the money was so good. Right. That's the thing. It was like, it was so easy. So it's like, even if I got scammed for 10, 20% back in the day, 
I was making two, three hundred percent. So I just looked at it. It's a waste of time to mm. even check and leave feedback. It was a waste of time for me because I knew if I was spending time buying more cards, I was actually making way more money. Right. So back in the day, I didn't I didn't really check, but in terms of recent scams, I mean, people think that it's way more common than it is. I would say it does happen in the card space, but it happens in any space. Yeah. I honestly thought that people would be scamming less in the modern day because I thought it w with social media and stuff would be harder. Yeah. But it seems like the scams have been ramping up. I think because of the economy and the recession. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I got scammed, but it was definitely my fault. Like I fronted some guys some cases and stuff and he just never paid me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I, I put blame on myself. You were big that. in the wax game, right? Huge in the wax game. That was my game. Just wax. <laughs> you could you could do really well in wax. You can. If you got the connections, you could just make five, ten percent a case and just drop ship them, flip them. That's the thing. Yeah, you don't even really have to hold on to it. If you know a good source yeah. that you could get wax, ship it to the other person, make a quick five percent. You just gotta sell volume at that point. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, all right, so let's get into some goat debate here. Who's your goat? NBA. My goat is not Jordan. It's, Whoa. It's LeBron. Ooh, you're going to get some hate for that. Or should not. I say what Brandon Miller said? It's, <laughs> it's my, my goat's Paul George. It's, it's Paul George. <laughs> I saw that clip. Why do you have LeBron over MJ? For me, it's just I got to see it with my own two eyes. Mm. I'm 27. I didn't really see Jordan in his prime. And I just don't know how you could be better than LeBron. I get the instinct fact of it. But LeBron's he's the best athlete. He's 6'8", 250. He improved his shooting throughout his career. And I think, I don't know, there's multiple ways to play a good brand of basketball. I don't think he does it the same as the Warriors used to do it. But the way that he, him by himself, I just think that you can't really be better than him. Yeah. Do you think he'll catch up to rings in, with Jordan? He needs two more. Two he's, more at a time. No. Yeah, he's getting old. But this is my argument. I think Jordan played in a soft era hmm. in terms of talent. Look at the talent that was in the league. I, I think it was like Drexler, Hakeem, Bird, Magic. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know like who played at the exact timing, but all I do know is LeBron played against Golden State every hmm. single year, and that was the best team of all time. So when you're playing against the Warriors – I think they play, what, like three, four times? Four times, I think, yeah. It's the same thing with James Harden. People say James Harden's not a winner, but look who he had to play. Mm. When you're playing against Golden State every year, you're, you're, look at the lines on the, on the finals when the Cavs played Golden State. I think one of them, Golden State was like minus 700. It's <laughs> like it, LeBron ended up winning one out of the four, or they might have played three. But I just think you look at guys like Durant, Giannis, Kyrie, Steph, mm -hmm. all these guys, I think like the seventh or eighth best player in the league today would be like the second best player in the league back in the day. Wow. Like, like Jokic, Embiid. People think, oh, the league's soft today. They wouldn't be able to survive. But I think it's the opposite. Mm. I think the league back in the day just didn't have as much talent. Mm. And when you don't have as much talent, you have to make the game ugly. You got to play rugged. You can't, like, you can't play how the Warriors play because you don't have the talent to do it. So I think LeBron's playing against a tougher field, and that's why I think he's better because he, he almost has the same resume in terms of championships. He's got the most points. So I think it's he just played against tougher competition. That's why I think he's better.
I agree, man. I mean, we'll get some hate for this, but it just seems like when you watch the game today compared to the 80s or 90s, it's like they don't look as, as athletic almost. You know exactly, what I mean? yeah. Every four man in the league can shoot the three. Yeah. Every five could shoot a mid-range jumper today. Back in the day, it was back down to the post and just try to get a, a hook shot or whatever. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's weird. So why do you guys like Mike Trout, Michael Rubin, and Steve Aoki follow you? Honestly, they want the hobby expertise. Mm. I'm, I'm looked at as a guy who is towards the top of the hobby. I don't really like to brag or, or whatever, but I post a lot about sports cards. I also do some sports betting stuff, but I like to spread the knowledge. I like to educate people because my philosophy at the core is if everybody knows more about sports cards, they're going to make more educated purchases and they're going to stick around. Mm. I don't like when people get burned because people come in a guy like Mike Trout, for example, if he's going to come in and spend four or five hundred thousand, I want him to get good value. I want him to learn. I want him to not lose mm -hmm. a lot of his money. So when I post these card videos, they're perfect for a guy like him to understand, oh, you might want to do this. You might not want to do this because if you do this, you're going to lose a lot. Mm. So a lot of the bigger people out there, they're trying to learn about cards and there's not that much knowledge. A lot of the people are just putting out content to sell. Yeah. I put out content to educate, to entertain. So it's a little bit different. I'm talking specifically in sports cards. Yeah. Most people, they just, they want to sell their boxes. They want to sell their cards. For me, I do that with, with Blaze, but personally, I'm just more looking to educate and show people that you can actually make money in sports cards. You could do well if you know what you're doing. Yeah, because a lot of people will probably just try to offload stuff on them and they get a terrible deal. Well, the thing is not that many people are educated. It's tough to, to learn. Yeah. Like the, I'm sure you know this. When you come in, it's like there's no handbook nah. of like rules of what to do in sports cards. You have to like learn yourself. It was tough. Yeah. Made a lot of, took a lot of L's at first for sure. That's the thing. Most people take L's. That's actually normal. But I'm trying to save people from taking those original L's by telling them yeah. like just what it is. Yeah. What other celebrities and athletes have you seen in the space? Honestly, there's a ton. There's, I went live with, with a ton of guys, two or three. Giannis is in there. Yeah. LeBron's in there. Giannis posted something showing a lot of his one-on-one cards. Yeah. So he's the one buying those? <laughs> I think he just keeps them. Because <laughs> Panini sends him the cards to oh. have signed, and they have to send them back. And he doesn't send them back? I think Giannis, he keeps some of his bigger cards. <laughs> it's actually so funny. That shouldn't be allowed. It's not. <laughs> Honestly, I think he posted it and then like four or five hours later, he took it down <laughs> because I don't think he's allowed to do it. Yeah, because so people funny. are opening these packs expecting a chance at least to get it. And you couldn't even pull his one <laughs> It's so funny. But other than that, you got guys like LeBron. He's actually said in an interview that he has one of his cards I confirmed. Um, there's a lot of like mid-level baseball guys who collect. Yeah. Carlos Rodon, he collects. Seth Curry, I went live with him, he collects. Nice. There, there's a ton. Honestly, it's hard to just think of them all. There's, That's cool. There, That's so cool many. to see that the actual athletes like are getting into it. And I think in the future, they're going to get more into it because Fanatics is coming into the industry mm -hmm. and they're, they're like tight with the leagues. Yeah. So I think that there's a chance that this becomes like even bigger.
Wow. It's, it's not a chance. Like, it, it should happen. Honestly. Yeah. So you think Fanatics is going to do more damage than Panini did? They're going to do it a different way. I, I think that they're going to try and... With Panini, it was more about, like, the products. Like, mm. Prism, Flawless National Treasures. It's like they knew they had that. So let's just... Let's pump that out. With Fanatics, I think they're going to take more of the approach of getting the athletes involved, changing the landscape of card shows potentially. Mm. And I think that overall it's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against Fanatics. I mean, they just dominate every industry they touch. That's the thing. It's it's like they're 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 doing sports betting. They're doing sports straight up. Yeah. They're pretty much the biggest in the whole sports landscape. Yeah, they're massive. One of the things I like about you is you post your sports bets, but even when you're wrong, you keep it up. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm I'm very real with everything. Yeah. Most people, they're my sports picks, if I lose, I lose. I, I gotta tell the truth. Bro, I, I read the comments and it's so funny. The comments <laughs> are insane. Because a lot of people, they don't want me to post betting content because they're so deep in the cards. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like, please, like, please, we beg you, like, more cards. And it's like, I'm not done with cards. I've been in cards for 20 straight years and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. But it's like sometimes I want to do sports betting too. So it's yeah. like, yeah, the comments are insane. No, they're too funny, man. What's your win percentage? Are you profitable on sports betting? In my lifetime, I'm not up. But in the last, like, two, three years, I've been winning. Okay. So at least you're honest. Yeah, but I, I'm I, I kind of learned. I learned things not to do. I sharp sharpened up in certain spots, and yeah, I'm down overall. But in the last few years, it, it's been good. What's your best sport to bet on? NFL. NFL. Yeah. Now, do you believe any sports leagues or teams are rigged? Because I see theories online. That's the best question. Yeah. I, I think it's all rigged. All of it? <laughs> <laughs> not all of it, but I think. I think with sports betting getting so mainstream these days, there's no choice but it to be a little bit rigged. Mm. And by that, I mean, I don't know if it's Vegas or the leagues, but I think certain outcomes are better than others. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you look at sports betting, for example, when there's billions of dollars on a game, it's like you would think that someone's making a phone call somewhere, Especially in football and basketball when it's like so subjective, a lot of the calls. Mm. Like pass interference or a foul call or a travel. You could call it or you could not call it. Right. So I think that when there's a lot of money on a certain side, I think it's the refs getting mm. a call from someone. Right. Maybe not during the game, but I think maybe pregame. They're like, oh, you want to favor it one way. It's like if you look at the NBA playoffs, when the Celtics were down 3-0, the NBA doesn't want the Celtics to lose that next game. Look yeah. at the outcome that happened and how good that was for the league. It went to seven. Mm. So it's like you get three more, you get four more full games to sell whatever they're going to sell. They're making millions of dollars. It's like, why wouldn't the NBA want the Celtics at that point? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so they don't like sweeps. And I saw you bet when they were down 3-0. You bet on them to win it all, right? I bet on Miami hard. Every yeah. game. I, I bet on them after game three. I, I double down. I triple down. I quadruple down. And I thought the series had a chance to go six or seven. But I knew the Heat weren't going to win because it was 150 and 0. Mm. That, a team has never come back from 3-0 in the final or in any round. Yeah. They've come back from 3-1. LeBron did it against Golden State. But a team's never come back from 3-0. So I knew I was going to win that. So I just kept betting it. But... The overarching factor of the NBA wanting it to go more games did kind of hurt me, but 
I don't know. I, I, I think that, especially in football too, it's like we can't see if there's a holding or a pass interference every time. Yeah. And it's, or roughing the passer. Why does it feel like in the fourth quarter when a team's down, they're getting more roughing the passers, more mm. penalties? That's true. They like to make those games close. That's, that's what they're going for. Yeah. It's like WWE, they admit that it's staged and <laughs> people love it and yeah, they admit yeah. it. But I think there's a chance, especially football and basketball, I think there's a chance that before the game, refs are getting calls. Oh, we want to lean a certain way and give them, give them some calls. I, yeah. I think it's possible. When there's that much money on the line. I mean, you said billions on certain games? Yeah. yeah there, I don't know if it's billions, but sports betting is a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. And in, over the past like two, three years, it's gotten way bigger. Yeah. I don't know the exact numbers, but I know that you could take like a, a random 50, 60-year-old guy or woman, and there's a chance that they're betting on sports. It's probably like a 20, 30% chance as opposed to like two, three years ago. Mm. Those, a, person like that, a person like that would hate it. Yeah. They, they wouldn't be sports betting. But now if you go to the sports book, you're going to see, you could see anyone. Mm, for sure. What sports do you think are overrated to watch in person and you'd rather watch at home on the couch? I think that, I think the best sport at home is, is probably football. Mm. Also because there's so much going on at once. It's like, I don't really want to watch one game. I want to watch like red zone and see more of the games. Yeah. So I, I like to watch football at home, but I think hockey's the best in person. For sure. Like going to the Knights games, have you been? They're insane. Yeah, it's, it's lit, bro. And I don't even like watching it like at home. Yeah, hockey, like it's my fourth favorite, but going to the game is, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like I went to a Rangers game when I lived in Jersey and it was like the best time I've had. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. But you, yeah. you, you, you're from, you went, you're from Jersey? Yeah. Oh, nice. You, you too? Or? I'm from New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, East Coasters <laughs> got to stick together, man. For sure, yeah. No hate to West Coasters, but they'd be acting different. <laughs> <laughs> like their mentality is different. You know? How long have you been in Vegas? Uh, two and a half years. Oh, nice. Yeah. What about you? Seven. I'm like a West Coaster now. Yeah, you pretty much are. You going to stay here forever? I think I'm always going to have like a home base here. Vegas is great. It's cheap here. A lot of people are moving here. Yeah. And the lifestyle, you have everything here. Like I'm, I'm in Summerlin where it's like quiet. And yeah. it, it feels like it's like the suburbs. And then you got the whole strip. You got all the action. You got all sports teams coming. Basketball's coming. You got the sphere. Mm. The sphere is, sphere is wild. Have you done any content there? No, but I saw they did a basketball on it the other day. Yeah, this, that's like, things like that are so good for Vegas. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah, Vegas, you never run out of stuff to do, man. That's the beauty. Yeah, in Jersey, you get bored. It's just... Not much to do, honestly. Like, <laughs> at least you were in New York where you had Manhattan. Like, Jersey was nothing. No, I agree. Especially when it gets, like, late at night. It's like Vegas is a 24-hour city. Yeah. You could, you could always find something to do here. Yeah. You a night owl? I'm, like, both. It <laughs> is that possible? Like, recently <laughs> I've been a morning person, but usually I'm a night person. <laughs> okay. I didn't know you could be both, but do you sleep, like, four hours sometimes? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, a binger. Like, okay. sometimes I'll, like... Sometimes I'll just like stay up all night and sometimes I'll just like be up in the morning. So you're Weird. wired. Yeah. No, nah, I need my beauty sleep, man. I, I get grumpy. I don't oh, get what seven, do you sleep like? Seven, eight hours. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I'm pretty tall. So I feel like my body needs a little extra time to recover. <laughs> I don't know. It could be a weird. What are you, six, seven? Six, six. Yeah, with the fro. Should be in the league. I know. We got a hoop, bro. Yeah, we do. You nice, sir? Probably not like you, but uh, <laughs> I'm decent. I'm decent.
<laughs> what are you working on next, man? And where can people find you? You can find me on every social media, CBlez, Blez Sports Cards on everything. I'm just trying to grow the hobby. Just trying to break with Blez and sports cards is my number one thing. But I'm also looking for opportunities if anything arises to do anything big. I'm more of, I chase passion over money. So mm-hmm. if, I, if I really am into something, if I fall in love with something, I'm going to put my life into it. Mm. And so far my life's been sports cards and, and sports and, and that's what I want. But if opportunities come up where I, I see some passion that I could carry out and do well with it, I'm going to chase my passion. Absolutely. Love that, man. Well, thanks for watching, guys. It was a great episode. I'll see you next time. Peace.